There has long been a belief that a common trigger for asthma and chronic cough is acid reflux, even when the GERD is asymptomatic. New evidence, however, seems to cast doubt on this relationship. Is there truly a link? You are listening to ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Friedman, and joining me to discuss the role of proton pump inhibitors in asthma is Dr. Robert Wise, professor of medicine at Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine in Baltimore. Thank you for being with us, Dr. Wise. Thank you for having me. Tell us, what is the current practice? Do you feel that most physicians, allergists are indeed at this time prescribing PPIs to help with asthma control? Well, there are no very precise figures on it, but we've done surveys amongst the centers that participated in the trial we're talking about today. And we found that it varies from somewhere between 15% to 65% of asthmatics are taking PPIs, roughly about one out of three. And is this based on the fact that there is a good theoretical and demonstrated link between the two diseases? Yes, there has been evidence linking reflux and asthma. First of all, we know that reflux is very common among patients with asthma. Although about 5% of the general population have gastroesophageal reflux when it's measured with a pH probe, it turns out that that's present in about 50% of asthmatics. And about half of those people who have reflux have no symptoms. Is there a mechanism understood why the prevalence is so much higher in asthmatics? Well, we believe that it's due to several potential mechanisms. First of all, we know that there's a link between asthma and obesity, and obesity is one of the key risk factors for reflux. However, that doesn't explain the very high prevalence of reflux we find in asthmatics. We also think that one of the explanations is that patients who have asthma, when they inflate their lungs, tend to have flattening of the diaphragm, and that causes the lower esophageal sphincter to herniate into the chest, and therefore the protective mechanism of the differential pressure between the abdomen and the thorax is ablated. Thus, the lower esophageal sphincter becomes less of a barrier for acid, and this can induce reflux. That makes good sense, yes. So that could explain certainly the prevalence. Is is there some direct causative evidence that uh, reflux does worsen asthma severity? Well, the other thing that I neglected to mention is also that drugs that are useful as bronchodilators that relax smooth muscle also relax the lower esophageal sphincter and can induce reflux. So particularly beta agonists and theophylline have been shown to have that effect. But the question that you asked is whether there is some link between the reflux causing worsening of asthma. And indeed, there is some evidence. For example, and this may be intuitively obvious, if you instill small amounts of gastric acid into the airways, it will induce increases in airway resistance. So direct aspiration might be one mechanism. Another mechanism that has been worked out in animals and to a lesser extent in humans is that there are reflexes mediated by the lower esophagus such that when the lower esophagus becomes irritated, it can lead to reflex bronchoconstriction. This has been well demonstrated in animals, and there is limited evidence in humans that this might be a mechanism. 
Very interesting. And given that, it would make sense to me that our best oral agents for controlling acid reflux, the proton pump inhibitors, might indeed help with asthma control. And and that's what you looked at in your study. Exactly. That's been a common practice among physicians who treat patients with asthma. And it's even been endorsed to a certain extent by national treatment guidelines. In those guidelines, it's suggested that if a patient has asthma symptoms that are poorly controlled, particularly when they occur at night, that the physician ought to evaluate and or treat those patients for gastroesophageal reflux. And so so how did you look at this in, in your study? What population did you look at? And tell us a little bit about what you found. Well, we started with the premise that patients who have asthma and who also have symptoms of gastroesophageal reflux, particularly heartburn, or sour brush, that those patients would already have an indication for a proton pump inhibitor. So we were not looking for those patients. The patients that we enrolled in the trial were asthmatics who demonstrated poorly controlled asthma despite the use of what are considered to be adequate asthma drugs, namely moderate-dose inhaled steroids and short-acting bronchodilators. And that control, was that defined symptomatically or or with spirometry? It was defined on a multidimensional scale called the asthma control scale. And this scale measures symptoms, particularly use of rescue inhaler, nocturnal awakenings, symptomatic asthma attacks that require extra treatment with prednisone, and also involves abnormalities of spirometry. And so these were poorly controlled asthmatics without symptoms of acid reflux. Exactly. And the intervention was a PPI? Yes. We used esomeprazole, which was prescribed in a dose of 40 milligrams twice a day. Now, this is a higher dose than is usually prescribed. But the reason we did that is we wanted to be certain that we would obliterate acid secretion throughout the entire 24-hour period. We knew from previous studies that we get about 75% of the patients to have acid suppression with the standard 40 milligram per day dose, but we get it in more than 90% of patients when we use it in twice that amount. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Friedman, and with us discussing PPIs and asthma is Dr. Robert Wise, professor of medicine at Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. So, Dr. Wise, you had these patients on a high dose, double the normal dose of the Nexium, and what did you find? Well, what we found was that there was, as occurs in many clinical trials, an improvement in patients who were given both the esomeprazole and patients who were given an identical-appearing placebo. This improvement has been found repeatedly in clinical trials and is probably due to the fact that these patients are under careful follow-up. Nonetheless, there was no difference between those patients who were given the active drug and those who were given placebo. And this extended not only to the primary outcome, which was a measure of their asthma control, but also individual symptoms, use of rescue inhalers, nocturnal awakenings, lung function, and airways reactivity. 
So really no improvement on all of those parameters. And it's surprising to me. Was that surprising to you? Yes, we had thought, of course, like many physicians, that we were going to find a benefit of these drugs. And what was even more surprising to us is that we carefully monitored these patients to see whether they actually had gastroesophageal reflux. So every one of our 402 patients had a ambulatory pH probe measurement. So we could detect whether they were having gastroesophageal reflux. It turned out that those people who had a lot of reflux had no benefit compared to those people without reflux in terms of the active drug versus the placebo. And that was very surprising to us. And, and this would seem to have profound implications, very costly medication that maybe we should not be using. Are you ready to say that that should be a standard policy? Asymptomatic asthmatics should not get PPIs? Well, we don't want to tell any patient that they should stop medication without consulting their physician. However, we do think that there is no evidence base for using PPIs solely for the improvement of asthma symptoms. There's still good drugs for reflux and heartburn and benefit esophagitis, but there really is no indication from my point of view for using them just for asthma. And I, I know there are a lot of, certainly a lot of children who have asthma. Did your study encompass just adults or also children? Well, that's a good question. We actually included just adults in this study, and we're now conducting another study in children using very similar methods to the one we used in adults. And the reason we think it's appropriate to do this in children is that there is abundant evidence that children are more prone to developing asymptomatic gastroesophageal reflux. They have much shorter esophaguses, lower tone in the lower esophageal sphincter. And in children, I think as many people know, gastroesophageal reflux has been implicated in upper airway disease such as otitis media. And this suggests that children aspirate into the upper airway very frequently. So we're going to see whether or not these drugs might benefit children with asthma. So really, the, the jury is certainly still out because children are so much different than adults. So the, the question is, is not answered yet for children. That's right. We hope in the next year or two we'll be able to let you know. Now, I'm an internist, and, and when I have somebody with a chronic cough, not necessarily asthma, one of the things that's always on my differential is reflux. Can you comment at all on, on that group of patients based on either this study or just your experience? Well, we did not find any reduction in cough in this group of asthmatics. However, I think the evidence suggesting that there are some people with chronic cough where it's induced by reflux is pretty good. However, it's hard to tell which people with chronic cough might benefit from proton pump inhibitors. Would it be worth looking at other things that reduce inflammation in the esophagus, given the mechanism you talked about, the neurally mediated reflex that might link the esophagus to the airways? Would it be worth looking at caraphate or other agents, in your opinion? That's a great idea. You know, one of the things that we do have to keep in mind is that although PPIs are excellent at suppressing the gastric acid secretion, they don't really prevent the reflux of non-acidic or alkaline stomach contents into the esophagus. So these could still 
in theory, contribute to reflex mechanisms of asthma. It's just that the proton pump inhibitors wouldn't address that mechanism. Whether carifade or other drugs such as Reglan might benefit patients with asthma remains an open question. And I'm also struck getting back to something you said previously about the prevalence of reflux. In terms of Barrett's esophagus and other esophageal disorders, do we need to have our antenna up a little bit more with asthmatics for these type of disorders? Well, there has not been an association of asthma with esophageal cancer. So I don't know that we can cite that patients who have asthma and asymptomatic reflux necessarily need special attention with respect to observation for Barrett's esophagus. This is an area of some controversy, you may know, and the uh, AGA has taken a position that not everyone with reflux needs to have endoscopy to check for Barrett's esophagus. And do you have any advice for clinicians who may now have asthmatics on PPIs, asthmatics who have not had outward symptoms of acid reflux? Should we be actively pulling back, and and how should we monitor how, how people do as we pull back? I think we can say that it would be reasonable to attempt withdrawal of PPIs in patients who have no history of heartburn or gastroesophageal reflux. Of course, if the patient should develop those symptoms after withdrawal of the drug, it would be appropriate to restart it. And as we pull off, any reason to to monitor spirometry or just watch for symptoms that we would expect not to worsen, just watch for those with these patients? I think in the routine asthmatic, it's perfectly appropriate to monitor symptoms without having to monitor lung function. In patients who have very severe asthma, it might be worthwhile monitoring peak flow rates. Based on your work, we would certainly expect there not to be any drop-off in those. That's correct. Now, one thing that may confound this issue, because many, many physicians can cite patients where they have given them a PPI and the patients have had symptomatic improvement, is that the symptoms of reflux and the symptoms of asthma can be confounded so that a sensation of chest pressure or cough might indeed reflect subclinical reflux as well as asthma. We didn't observe those particular symptoms in our study, but that's something we need to keep in mind. Well, I very much want to thank uh, Dr. Robert Wise from Johns Hopkins University for discussing with us the role of PPIs in patients with asthma. I'm Dr. Lee Friedman, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable from ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. ReachMD, online, on demand, and on air. Please also visit us at ReachMD.com. And thank you for listening.